Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, Aston Villa fans, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. Um, to be honest with you, I was very jolly when I started that there, but I can guarantee you I wasn't very jolly last night when I was uh, when I was going to bed after watching the Villa Burnley game, and that's what we're here to talk to you guys about now. Um, I think there's a lot of water under the bridge. I've had a bit of a, a bit of a cleansing of the mind and of the body and of the soul and of the of the emotion. I think after last night's game. And uh, after watching it back again today, I think I've kind of I've simmered down a couple of levels. But it wasn't the result that we wanted. Um, it wasn't exactly a disaster of a result either. I just think it was it was more so than ninety minutes of play that kind of uh, that kind of put me in bad form. But lest we forget, or sorry, never fear, should I say, uh, we will try and break it down tonight. Um, Paddy is getting a well-deserved night off the podcast. Um, I, I, I could, I, I genuinely can't count how many podcasts I've done this week between Burnley podcasts, between being on the Premier League fan show, between the podcasts you do here. I was on a, I was on two podcasts in the states recently, and uh, you know, I just it, it, Paddy was, I was on to Paddy. I goes, Paddy, we need to do a podcast tonight, and he was like, you know what? Um, uh, I won't be around. I said that's fine, but never fear. I'm not going to put. I'm not going to subject you to just me talking. I do have a very, very able deputy that's going to step into the breach tonight. And he's making his debut on the podcast. It's the wonderful James Billingham. And you will be able to find him at The Holt1874. James, welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. And thank you so much for thank giving you, up your time you. and to chat about that game last night. I wish I had you on in for maybe a happier result. But one uh, yeah. wasn't so bad. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a wasn't a performance to remember really last night, was it? But I think it summed their season up a bit, didn't it? Really? Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, well, I've been blamed on Twitter. Rob Finnegan uh, has blamed me. It's it, and he's probably right. <laughs> it is my fault. I I started calling that we need to draw more games, 
and we've drawn yeah. three out of the last five, so three out of the last six. So it is my fault. I do apologize. I take it all <laughs> on my shoulders. I have to be better. And maybe uh, maybe I need to start calling for more wins. But uh, a one-all draw against Burnley, obviously a team that came to set up for a draw. Um, and and I suppose really, if I was to sum up the the, the performance in 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 a, in a matter of words, would be we still can't break teams down. We just can't yeah. do it. Yeah, we struggle against the low block, don't we? Really, and I mean, as I say, when when I said it's sort of someday season up, there was just. It was tough to get through at times. We have the talent on the pitch to do more, mm. get into the box more. But it was just a bit laboured at times. We had some good moments. We had some inept defending. But it was just tough to get through. And, yeah, you could, it was just one that you don't really want to remember. I mean, it could have been worse. could have been a, a loss, obviously. Um, I always think Gerard's got in the back of his mind the Watford game, something like that. He doesn't want to overcommit, overexpose us. But a team like Burnley, you've got to be at them. We we sort of we played into their strengths and it was just a bit frustrating really. Absolutely. And, and as you said it there, I would be probably here bare chested putting my fist through the wall behind me there if we lost one nil to Burnley after giving away that penalty. And that's where yeah. we're gonna we're gonna start I'm gonna start with that and we're gonna probably work backwards and work forwards. There was going to be nothing kind of uh, chronological in this podcast because there's there's a couple of talking points but then there's other nuances that I, I i'd like to get your opinion on as well but that penalty james like you can't do that for yeah. all the good he does in the field <sighs> it was it, it was a bit overzealous um he it was someone because he's so like obsessed with being on the ball he's a he's a bit of a battler um in a one-on-one situation in a box like that I did feel a bit worried when it came to that situation. Someone that you'd rather have Matty Cash up against him. Someone, I mean, he, he used to be rash, um, but he's, he's improved this season. 1v1, he's much better. So when it came to, to them on the edge of the box and he got into the box, I thought, oh. oh. And when he committed, yeah, you, it was obvious. Um, you could see the frustration on Buendia's face himself. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was just a silly, silly thing to do. And uh, the man who stood up and took the penalty. And that caption, James, that caption. And it's always these captions that happen against Aston Villa. First goal this season yeah. underneath his name after he sticks away the penalty. Arguably, he shouldn't have even been on the field. I yeah. actually, in real time, I missed the elbow on Mings. I, I popped out for two seconds, came back in, Mings is on the ground. And I didn't rewind it back to see what the story was. But I missed the elbow on Mings. And I actually missed it again today. I haven't seen what the elbow of Mings was like. So can you talk me through it? And what did you make of it? Was it as deliberate as a lot of people are saying? I, I think so, yeah. Um, watching it real time, uh, it, obviously it's harder to tell, but I, th- I thought straight away it looked really dodgy. Um, mm. Slowed it down. Obviously everything looks worse slowed down, but he, he sort of jumps and you know how people throw their arms up to get into the air. But it was only the one arm that went back and his left elbow got Mings square in the face and you know, he's got a bit of a reputation to be rough with, with people and he was at it all night in, into air defenders, into midfielders. It, it definitely looked deliberate to me, but yeah, it's one of those. It doesn't really surprise you with the uh, the refs nowadays and VAR. Frustrating, but we let that get the better of us. And uh, yeah, it's frustrating, as I say. Yeah, it, it just killed me. First goal this season. Second last game of the year when they need to stand up. And, it come, and for, 
I'm going off and going a bit of a tangent here. The commentator, the second he put away the penalty was, that's what he does. That's what the commentator says or something like that. Then it captured yeah. first goal this season. <laughs> you swear he was after breaking all goal scoring records the way, the way the commentator started talking. Um, but it was, yeah, it was just one of those one of those litany of, of, of situations that, you know, the guy, obviously, that potentially could have been sent off ends up scoring a penalty against us. But then our guy, who got the elbow into the head, performed some serious heroics at the other end yeah. of the field. That, to me, is that is one of the best pieces of defending I have ever seen. Yeah, it was brilliant. when it's anticipation, let alone the ability to pull it off and in the right place at the right time. But that's what he does, you know. For all his mistakes that he that he's got in him, he's he is brilliant when it comes to situations like that. He's done it before. Just think about City away, first season up, balls nearly in the net. He knees it over the bar. It's really tough to do. His legs were in a mess, and he still managed it. But as a, that's something that you can't you know put against him. He'll always put his body on the line. Yeah, and, and this more so than most. You know, he he was at full stretch, and it just comes off. He's like when you see the slow mos from directly behind. Uh, from from behind uh, Beghurst, when you see the slow mos there, it comes off his studs, you know, like he just yeah. gets enough to it. And, and looking at it, and I saw it again today, and and I got to give credit to Emmy Martinez. I think the initial save he makes was very good, and then the second save he makes when he has to juggle it off his head to keep it from yeah. going over the line was really good as well. And I thought we got out of the jail at that stage, and when it skirts yeah. across the Beghurst, I was in two minds. I was like, oh, I need him to score to win. To win in my fantasy league team, but then Mings comes up and sticks out a leg. I was like, "Yeah, what a what a block, what a block!" Because uh, that that was that was a, that was a really 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 cool moment. And look, it was against Burnley, and we should be we should be nowhere near that situation of only being yeah, one all against yeah. Burnley. But still, you got to take those little wins when you, where you can get them. And it was a very very positive moment. I thought for for Tyrone Mings. Yeah, it was as you say, Emmy Martinez. I mean. It, it... Well, I didn't really realise at first it was a double save, as you say, that as he fell, he had to part a bit away as well. I mean, I suppose it put us in danger, but it was going in anyway by the look of it. And then obviously Mings anticipates it and gets the block in. Um, comes from a bit of uh, half-hearted defending in the first place, yeah. ball in the box, you know what we're like, um, always a struggle. But just to keep it at the net, that is the main thing, obviously. Last-ditch blocks, we need them, but to cut them out in general you know that we've progressed then. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Um, we had a bit of a purple patch. I think it would be unfair for me to sit up to stay, sit here and on the podcast and to say, 
God, we played useless last night because we did have a purple patch very much so for 15, 20 minutes after halftime. And John McGinn turned into prime Iniesta. <laughs> he must have played about four or five brilliant uh, balls, true balls. Yes, then he thought he would continue to think he was Iniesta later on into the game and overhit a lot of true balls. That's okay. But we got to see a small bit of something different from John McGinn. And I have to give him like a, a round of applause for that ball through the Buendia was just fantastic. Yeah. It was great vision and that. But also, if you track Buendia's run from the middle of the centre yeah. circle, he knows what he's doing to get on the end of that ball. I thought it was a really well-worked goal, and I thought it was I thought it was at the perfect time. And I, I really, really thought we were going to kick on. But what was your view on it? Yeah, it's just that. I mean, it came what, within, within, within three minutes of the second half yeah. starting, was it? Um, yeah. yeah, so it was a good time to get a goal. You think then we're going to push on. But as you say, the goal in general was was good all around. I mean, Brandier goes from sitting down just outside the, the centre circle. He gets up and I think it was probably the first time in the game that someone that wasn't a striker, so someone overlapped Watkins into the box, made the late run. And that that's what Burnley struggled to cope with then. Um, as you say, McGinn's ball, pinpoint, couldn't be any better. And the finish as well. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a really good goal. I, I just wish it we could have built on it. Um, but yeah, br brilliant all round that goal was. The technique to be able to take it on that volley was fantastic as well from Bundia because it's Bundia is a fully player and, and, and I'm going to pick out a, a specific instance. We've spoken about uh, the maddening penalty incident, but he gets around the field and he gets, like he's not afraid to to, to tackle on the ball. He's like Scrappy-Doo from the Scooby-Doo yeah. films. Like he's, he's all action and he's ready for a fight. And then he's got this great technique that he has too. But one of the things that annoys me as well about Emi Buendia, and it happened twice in this game last night, from set pieces, apparently he is the guy that we're aiming for for set pieces. He's like yeah. he's 5'6 or something. You know, I cannot get that out of my head. Yes, it worked against Everton. And in fairness, he did get his head on one last night early in the first half. Yeah, it was. It was the first half. Early enough in the first half, and I thought it was going to go in. But... What is the game plan there with regards to Bundia in, in um in the box for for corners? But his overall play, James. What do you make of it? Obviously, he started instead of the man here behind me. What did you make yeah. of him from start to finish yesterday? Um, yeah, I think he he was someone that wanted to you know make a spark happen in the game. Um, he was dropping deep quite a lot early on, mm -hmm. uh, collecting the ball, progressing it. Uh, we saw a moment early on. He was um, fending off like Bernie players, and then he made that little back heel to Cash. Something that we lack. That was Cash. Yeah, it was brilliant. That was, and it's something that we lack his composure on the ball, and that's the sort of qualities we want from our, our eights in the middle of the in the pitch to do with the ball. Um, because a lot of the time, this is where the hoof ball comes from, even from the back. Um, well, back onto Wendy. Yeah, he's, he's a battler. He puts his shift in. I really think he suits us quite a lot. Um, He's talented. He can dribble. He can pass. He's he's good at getting in the box. And we've seen him. He's added goals recently. He's taken his chances. Uh, I think we really started to see him flourish, and he's showing why we broke our transfer record to get him. And I think looking to the future, I, I mean, this is just my opinion. Um, it's just surmise because obviously we don't know what the transfer window is going to look like. But I believe that he is part of the first team plans next year maybe with Coutinho in the team, because we saw Coutinho come on yesterday and he played a sort of eight role, a bit deeper, dictating the play, making it look a bit more calm. Um, and he has that ability. Obviously, he's, if you watch him, he's always looking around, looking for uh, the bigger picture. And him and Wendy are perfect together. A lot of people say they're alike, but I think they're a bit different. 
Brendan is industrious, and Coutinho is just mercurial. Moment of class, all the like any point in the game. So I think they could really bounce off each other next year, surrounded by the right players. And that's interesting that you mentioned when Coutinho did command it, he did kind of command further back. And I think there was method to madness in that one because we weren't breaking Burnley down. Burnley had banks of five and four uh, at that stage. And when Coutinho came on, he had a couple of cracks from distance and he yeah. has he opened, well, obviously, everybody, everybody's good thing they do before they come to Aston Villa obviously then becomes something that they can't do when they join Aston Villa. That's just the, yeah. law, of, the law of Aston Villa. But... Yeah. Um, he has a gr- he had a great record of scoring. I think it was one in every fifteen shots he took from outside the box prior to, prior to joining Aston Villa was a goal or something something mad yeah. like that. But you could see why he had a couple of dippers last night, and Nick Pope was on fire. And I know that didn't really trouble him an awful lot of them. But I'm okay with Coutinho getting a couple of sighters uh, at yeah. Villa Park like that, and and that was probably the tactic for it for me. Ta- talking about Nick uh, Nick Pope uh, as well. Like Burnley must be counting their lucky stars that they've got yeah. Nick Pope because this isn't the first time that he's kept Aston for he's made Aston for the walk away from playing a game against Burnley frustrated. Yeah, he's top class, isn't he? Really, I mean, I think when it comes to what he could be doing in his career, he's a bit unlucky to be shifted out of the England squad by Pickford, but Southgate has his favourites. Um, but onto yeah. last night's performance, it was just especially the header from Traore. That was. Honestly, probably my save of the season from what I can remember off the top of my head because such a big bloke having to get down so quick and push it away. I, I think you can't really get your head around it as we're not keepers, but you just think how hard it is to drop your weight to the floor and move and push it away. It was great. But he had, he had a good game overall, didn't he? I think it, he has um, the ability of moving his feet really quick when it comes to making these saves, and that really puts him ahead of a lot of goalkeepers. I mean, the McGinn save as well. Looked like that was going top corner, shifted himself across, tipped it over, and he just had a night to remember. And Burnley fans would be glad he did as well because he did keep him, you know, level with us. Absolutely. A couple of comments there. Um, I'm just going to pick out one, one of them there. Uh, actually, I can't. Oh no, my problem. My comments is back again. Damn, that's not what I need. I'm going to have to try and get that sorted again. But I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a question. Obviously, at the the start of the game. Because we really didn't do this in chronological order, did we? But um, <laughs> from the start of the game, we had a bit of bombshell in the team news. Uh, we had Kearney starting. And uh, yeah. without influencing, I suppose, what was your view on Kearney uh, in the game last night? Obviously, he was taken off after 56 minutes. But but how did you feel he went? I think he showed his age um, at times. He he. The thing that I've got to give him is he wants to make stuff happen. He's positive. He didn't shy away from the ball. Any time he made a mistake, he looked for the ball again. There were some tricks in the middle of the pitch where you think you don't need to do that. Just keep mm-hmm. it mature, keep it ticking, keep it moving. Because once you've lost the ball, you don't know how long you're going to be without it for. So, as, you know, against Burnley, you want to keep it moving, switch side to sides. So I think I don't want to be too harsh on him. He's a young lad. He's clearly got potential. Um, he, he did do quite a bit of pressing as well, um, more than I've seen him do before. So... Overall, I'd probably say, I don't want to be too harsh, as I said. I'd give it a 6 out of 10, just because in context, he, he, um, he did look to make stuff happen. Uh, and I think he's, he's in a system that's a bit strange to him as well, isn't he? A, a system with two 10s. He was playing uh, one of the two, and there was interchange in between the eight. So I think he probably felt a bit lost at times. And I looked at um, 
the average positions um, earlier, and he was pretty much overlapping uh, JJ in position. Yeah. So I think it's getting in the way um, of each other. So I don't think that helped. Um, I just don't think we should be too too harsh on him. And it, you can just clearly see he's got room to improve. That's all I could say. Yeah, yeah. There aren't too many 18, 19-year-olds that, that... And, like, it's not as if he's completely and utterly ingrained in this team either. You know, he's he's come in. It was a surprise to a lot of us that he was started. Yeah, Gerard said that he's out-trained one or two players uh, over the last few weeks. Um, 56 minutes against a... a, a uh, a kind of an anomalous team like Burnley. Like, there aren't too many teams out there like Burnley, even in European football. Burnley, like, if you put Burnley, if Burnley could become an independent country from the whole lot of the rest of, the, of England or the UK and compete in international football, I can guarantee you Burnley would qualify for European championships. Just yeah. the way they play, it's very international football-based. They're yeah. very well-drilled. They're, like, um, they're a different prospect. And then you throw in uh, an eighteen-year-old kid. He's still wet around the ears. Yes, he's a big, he's bigger, and he's a stronger type guy. But I thought he did okay. I, I agree yeah. with you. Six out of ten for me is good. He's not the fastest guy in the world. I mm-hmm. think that he probably learned. Like maybe he wasn't told to, but I think he's going to have to learn that you got to chase back a small bit more. Only yeah. maybe Paul Pogba can get away with that, and he gets yeah. his fair share of stick for it. But uh, you got to chase back a small bit more. But I think a full a full preseason. Maybe he puts to bed the rumours that he's going to leave. And uh, maybe if he gets featured a small bit more. This is his first, first year, yep. first proper year with the first season. Or with the first team, should I should I say. So I'm pretty happy with him. We would have all said that Jacob Ramsey in his, in his first proper season yep. with, the, with the first team, which was two years ago now, three years ago nearly. We would have all said he probably yeah. underwhelmed. You know, Carney, I would say, is the same. But if Carney can have the same trajectory, build, if he can maybe put on a bit of put a bit of weight, a bit of muscle, and get a small bit smarter about the speed of the game, I I, I would I would have a lot of a lot of hope for Carney for sure. There's a lot to be learned there, and I certainly wouldn't be piling in on him over 56 minutes against Burnley. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. So, guys. Uh. Our, sorry, yeah. So, James. I suppose really, if you were to pick a man in a match from last night. Who would your man in a match be? I'd probably have to say him again. Um, yeah. uh, he was he was everywhere. To be fair, he had one of those games where you just think trademark McGinn putting his body about, looking for a long breaking pass, getting shots off, created a goal. That's what you want to see more from him. And we did see him a bit further up the pitch at times. Um, obviously, the system still means him and JJ drop in for fullbacks to progress the ball. Um, but he did get, as, you, as we saw, he, he had a couple of shots near around the box. He was um, out on the right to swing it in for Buendia. Just one of those performances that you think, oh, I want to see that consistently from him. Because if you do, he's a massive asset to the club. Mm-hmm. And we saw the return of the infamous John McGinn, Arsenal man out of the way as well. <laughs> yeah. Did it about four or five times. You haven't seen that a lot this season. And that nope. corresponds, I think, when John McGinn starts, starts doing that. I think he has a good game. So I would agree. I think John McGinn for me was was our man in a match um last night for sure. Um well that's gonna do it for us tonight, guys. I do have a hard stop, I do have to be somewhere in the next five minutes. But uh so thanks everybody for logging on. But most importantly, James, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here tonight. You you know, it's been great, great chat, and uh, I definitely, definitely will have you back on the podcast yeah. sooner more sooner rather than later. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you Thank on you. and to Thank chat you. with you about that game. Yeah, it was brilliant. Loved it. It's something I've been wanting to do. So I'm 
I've got all I can say is thanks for inviting me on and uh, we'll do it again soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so thanks ever, ever so much, everybody. Thanks for everything you do for the podcast. If you can give us a little thumbs up there on YouTube, that'd be fantastic. Again, on the audio podcast as well. I know I'm like, I know I'm like a broken record with regards to that because we will be doing more stuff in the off season with regards to the audio side of things. We will obviously put them up on YouTube, but they won't be live. They'll be going out like it's easier to do kind of live audio when we don't have any, uh, any videos, video stuff first. So that's why we're, we're pushing the audio side of things as well. But really appreciate all, like, 50, 60 of you guys there on tonight to watch us live to talk about a one-all draw against Burnley, you know, that you only saw last night. So really appreciate all, all your interactions. I'm really sorry I couldn't put up any of the comments like I normally do. We'll have that fixed for um, the Man City game on Sunday. So we will be back again tomorrow morning. Paddy, Paddy's only getting the night off. I'm a hard taskmaster. He's back in tomorrow. We're back on tomorrow and we have a morning session. So sit down with your cup of, cup of coffee and a big dirty fry and you can watch us at 10.45 tomorrow morning. We will be on with a, with a Man City preview. And then we will obviously be doing the Team Sheet Tantrum in association with Villa View and Boohoo Man uh, on Sunday prior to the Man City game as well. And I will be amped up to the nines for that because uh, we are going to have a say in the Premier League, where the Premier League title goes, whether <laughs> uh, we like it or not, on Sunday. So uh, that's kind of the schedule for us uh, over the next few days. It'll be an early one tomorrow. And then we'll be back for the Team Sheet Tantrum on Sunday as well. But thanks so much, guys, everybody. Uh, have a great evening. And uh, all that's really left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.